you are listening to the Yo-Yo Podcast. To our listeners today, if you could travel back in time and give yourself some advice, what would you say? Research suggests that it's a very common human experience to mull over this question. It turns out that we actually think about this stuff a lot with a third of adults pondering the subject spontaneously at least once a week. Welcome to Yo-Yo Squad, the only young ones, the podcast to accelerate growth among youth in Malaysia. We offer a diverse range of conversation from professionals to youth that will be beneficial to you. Our squad simplifies and raises topics and learnings for you, making it more actionable. I'm BJ, and I'll be the host for today. And in this episode, we'll be discussing on the topic of things you would tell younger self with Dr. Adam Lim. Now it's time to welcome Dr. Adam to your podcast episode 8. Thank you for joining us, Doctor. Could you tell listeners a little bit about yourself before we get into the topic today? All right. <clears throat> thank you so much, BJ. All right. So, of course, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me on the, you know, on the show, especially for today, you know. But <clears throat> just a little bit on my end, it's like, uh, of course, uh, as we just introduced, I am Dr. Adam Lim. I want how I would normally introduce myself first is that I am a active marine biologist. So this is where I started off. I'm <clears throat> I'm still a marine biologist, specializing in seahorses and their relatives. Who are their relatives? Uh, like the pipe fishers, you know, the beautiful sea dragons, and we have pipe horses as well. So in terms of for science, this is where I am. I not only specialize for this particular charismatic group of fish in Malaysia, but also in uh, you know participate in a global scale as well as a focal point for Southeast Asia as well. Alright, so that's my that's been my uh, sort of like journey and expertise in terms of marine biology research for a good fourteen years now, and that's where I got my doctorate title <coughs> from the University of Malaya. Uh, but even that being said, of course, marine biology and the research with seahorses are a passion of mine. But on the sides, I'm also uh, you know involved in many quite quite a number of other stuff. Uh, most notably, I'm also uh, I'll say a business director with Rice Advisory, which is a business partner of Manulife Insurance, Berhad in Malaysia. All right, so you may be wondering, it's like, you know, totally two different worlds. One, of course, in the science research realm, and the other one all on the insurance side pertaining to the financial sector. So it's like, <clears throat> it's a, it is a very, very uh, odd combination. I think that's also one of the reasons uh, uh, why, you know, Vijay and you know, the good yo-yo gang, the squad has been invited me. You know, I want to share with you guys a bit today. How do they all sort of like uh, come together? Come together and then why does it? And how we, or maybe even you, you know, can explore something such as this into two or three different industries. So yeah, that's a little bit about myself, PJ. Thank you. Thank you for introduction, Doctor. We hope our listeners will be inspired by our sharing and look to apply the advice in their lives as well. So... If the listeners are curious to know more about Dr. Adam, work as a life insurance and CEO scientist, feel free to check out his LinkedIn profile and social media. Now let's dive right into the first question, which is, what kind of hardships did you experience in your experience life? And what did you learn from them, doctor? In terms of hardship, well, I really have no idea where to begin with. But uh, if I must, if I must do share an important episode, is that you know? Uh, I think a lot of us, some of some of us maybe who are actually doing their research or doing their masters or PhD, you know, you would have a point uh, in time that you have an actual supervisor, someone supervising you, you know, guiding you on the path 
leading towards you know whether it's our passion or you know trying to build a career of that. Uh, I think the first turn of event for me was that my supervisor unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer and he passed away you know very young age about 30 plus. Uh, that was you know when I was just starting off my, my PhD and with that, that he is the pioneer, the only seahorse researcher in Malaysia and I'm his uh, one of his uh, students coming up and coming student so we left with no direct supervision. I think one thing another also led me to you know uh, took over an organization which I currently chair it's called SOS Malaysia or Save Our Seahorses Malaysia. So with zero experience, uh, zero knowledge, uh, <clears throat> I think it's quite tough on myself to be you know number one to be championing for the conservation of seahorses in Malaysia yet alone trying to complete my doctoral process. Um, but of course, with every hardship, there is uh, a journey. You know, I think what I'm blessed with is that I've managed to reach out to quite a number of people, not only on the local scale, but even on the international stage as well. I think everyone, you know, little do we know that we actually have uh, you know, people who are always willing to support and, and you know, uh, just guide us, whether it's related or unrelated, but you know, the intentions are always there. And that has led me to you know, uh, championing seahorses right up to today. Right? In terms of when you want to talk about how I went about overcome it, you said, you know, when all things are, I would just add, you know, when all things are down, I think it's always good to reach out to someone. It may be related or maybe unrelated to what you're doing, but reaching out to someone or sometimes reaching out to someone outside of the industry or outside of your circle, that you know can create a whole new pathway and open up a new approach you know you just never know what's out there until you open up and reach out to someone i think i'm once again the one thing i really want to emphasize is that reach out to people and there are lots of people willing to help us out there thank you doctor for the sharing so uh based on the lessons you just shared right did they benefit you in your career path like maybe you could share with us some examples of how they helped answer your first question you know, it's like yes they helped tremendously uh very important in how did they help is that they allowed me to gain clarity i think that's very important because whenever we are stuck we are always you know there's a reason why we are stuck because we are always trying to bang uh the same walls or the doors trying to figure out how to open up the door bypass that you know or create you know trying to identify a solution but the solution can be actually very, very simple. How simple? The simple is that to look, it, look at it at the perspective of someone else. You know, uh, you, you just never know. It can be just there because at, there are many times we tend to overthink and you know, overcrowd our thoughts. And that would actually hamper more, give ourselves what we call you know, a thought paralysis. Okay. So how by reaching out to others, it allows me to know, you know, even if they are not, what you say, uh, first in the field or you know, uh, may not be able to guide us in the technical side of things, but at least we allow us to you know uh, overcome the clarity side of it. So the more clarity, the more opportunities that we look out and seek out to, and yeah, it opens up different kinds of door and different kinds of pathway. At least you know what not to do and or maybe what to try out. Thank you, doctor. So. Following the hardships and lessons that you learned, can you share with us what was the biggest failure that you faced when you were young and how did you handle it? 
So this young could be maybe like uh, 10 years ago. Well, if I were to put it 10 years back, you know, pull back in time, you know, some of the failures is that, you know, I think this is also quite relatable to quite a number of people. You know, there will be points of time you have no idea what you're doing. You know, I think especially when you are like myself, more so when I was doing my uh, PhD, doctoral, my doctoral thesis back then. So with minimal guidance, you know, there are many times I get stuck. Like, and then you keep trying and things just don't work out at all. So you really have no idea what you're doing. Uh, but once again, uh, it's, it is okay. Uh, back then, of course, I don't feel, I don't feel that way uh, because we are stressed up and all burdened up. But why is it okay? Because it's still part of the process. Start a process, you know, by not knowing something is actually uh, what I would say a good experience on how we would actually find or create an, all, an own opportunity on our own. So a lot of my failures is that, uh, you know, you need to embrace the failures, that's number one. But more, more, more importantly is that without these failures, uh, you know, you wouldn't know what you want and you wouldn't know how to, you know, to seek out the things that you, you actually desire looking to achieve. So, <clears throat> like, you know, failures come in, you know, very subjective ways, you know, different people have different perspectives on failures, but to me, it's uh, not being able to move forward is a, is a failure. So, uh, that's where, like I said earlier, you know, I always, it's built in within me now to just talk to people, look look out, and then try to, you know, overcome this, these roadblocks. Uh, right? I prefer to call them roadblocks obstacles. Thank you, doctor. So, we just now heard on your failures, right? So, to connect the past and, like, how you learn from your failures, can you share with us your latest achievement that you're proud of and did you actually achieve the targets that you set when you were young? Well, while I was young, you know, like, uh, most uh, Asian kids, you know, growing up, you wanted to be a doctor, want to be a lawyer, you know, be an engineer, that kind of stuff. So I wanted to be a uh, curator. So I, I always, always dreamed of setting up my own museum and that. And the other second one is to be a doctor. Uh, well, I'm not exactly the medical doctor uh, per se, but I did achieve my uh, my PhD back in 2017. Uh, one thing that led to to another is that how we we want to, how we want to look at things how to achieve the things that you want so one of the things that really meant for me is that by moving industries uh, so as you know that I'm a trained and well active marine biologist uh, that's of course lots of passion but along the way there are lots of different kinds of obstacles uh, most notably I think some some of those in the academia would understand, you know, job opportunity is really, really tough. Uh, even this, if it's available, it's mostly on the unsustainable side. Uh, when I say unsustainable, it's probably due to there are limited positions available, limited vacancies, limited opportunities. So <clears throat> what goes from here? Uh, many times people just like, you know, I have many colleagues and uh, friends alike who say, we want to overcome this by continuously looking out for an opportunity where you where you desire but sometimes like in my case it was just not forthcoming not something that uh you know i expected from the very start but you know, after a while you know you have to make really make a decision because you have to move forward uh as a person and also in career wise as well uh, that's when i once again i 
opened up myself and listened to the different kinds of opportunity. And that's when uh, a friend of mine who invited me to just explore into the financial sector. You know, it, to most people, it uh, can be a little bit shocking. You know, sometimes when I ask, tell people, say, what are you doing now? It's like, I'm with uh, Manulife, with like, life insurance. How, are you, how is a marine biologist, a CEO scientist, suddenly ended up as an insurance agent? Uh, to some people, it's a shock, but when I tell my story, it's, it suddenly makes sense because at the end of the day, I'm just using back the exact same skill and that's applied in a different setting. So as a scientist, uh, I, you know, maybe I can claim this, we Google a lot better than a lot of people. You know, we know where to find for information, all right? So with that, with that skill that we have gained throughout our graduate studies, you can actually apply it to any other work that you desire. Anything, whether it's your passion or you're trying to cover a career in a totally different industry, it is okay. Utilize the skill that you have gained and use it towards your advantage. And in my case, I've been, you know, in life insurance, we study a lot in terms of the medical health of individuals and our clients. I help people to make assessments. I try to understand them better. In that way, I get to negotiate for people a lot better. I think that is, uh, you know, I carved out a little niche for myself in the life insurance field. And that has uh, worked wonders. So each of us are unique in such a way, and all of us have different kinds of skill set. That to say does not mean that you are bounded by the certificate that you graduated in. So opportunities are all about. Feel free to explore. I think people need to be able to be a little bit open to explore different kinds of possibilities and just utilize the skill that you have gained. You have it in you. Thank you, Doctor. So to ask you a little bit more about your sharing just now. You did share that one of the best lessons you learned was to open up to others, right? And I think as youngsters, one of the challenges that you face is usually we are afraid to uh, open up to others because we are scared of being vulnerable, I maybe, to people when we share about our own experience to them. So when you were young during your PhD, did you face a similar challenge or how did you like overcome them? Yeah. Yep, uh, exactly, Vijay. I I had the exact same problem. You know, I tend to procrastinate on it. You know, in such a way is that should I reach out to someone? Who would I reach out to? Would they listen to me? I don't think they will understand. Uh, maybe maybe some. You know, there's so many questions that run through my head. And I'm sure, sure anyone in that similar situation would have, you know, have exactly the same thing. And that like, once again, those are thought paralysis. It will hold us back from moving forward to do that. How I overcome it, you know, it's, it's just one of those days where you just like, you just wake up and just tell yourself like, whatever it is, just do it. Uh, because why is one thing I learned. If you take action today, you just do something without assuming or you know, uh, making any kinds of assumptions, just, just do it. There is a slight chance that, you know, things might just go the way that you want. But have little. I uh, know I have no expectations back then. You know, but my expectation was like, nah, it's just gonna be rejected. Uh, nobody's gonna listen to me as I did. But what happened was when I reached out, people are more willing to listen and help and try to point us in the right direction. That's totally opposite of what I imagined it to be. So with that experience, I attempted again, and if. And even, even for that, uh, I was, when I was looking out for opportunities to do my uh, doctoral study, my PhD studies, 
I actually shoot out email to random strangers who I feel who I felt that maybe they will be able to guide me as a, my new supervisor for my PhD. You know, I, I, I shot out like quite uh, 20 or 30 over emails I cannot recall. That was many years back again. Understandably, there were very limited replies, but all I needed was two responses, and one of them got me to start my PhD a week right after my uh, undergraduate degree. So yeah, I skipped master's, so from, from directly for undergraduate, I, direct, I immediately started my PhD a week after that. So there was no uh, delay. But all this is not because, I wouldn't call it luck in per se, but it's a matter of whether you want to take action or not. Yeah, uh, until today, uh, sometimes even with random strangers reaching out to me, or even I myself reach out to people, because I understand uh, what it felt and what it meant to me. And I also think that, you know, for those of you listening in, just take your chances. You know, there's nothing, nothing could go wrong. What else could go wrong? If you don't take confirm as zero, there's no opportunity there. But even if just by reaching out to one person, you, you may have made a difference moving forward with the opportunities that you have. All right, so thank you, Doctor. I think, especially for us young adults, it's important that we actually try to get help from someone if they are stuck and don't be like, you know, hold back by our own feelings like Dr. Shatters now about the thought paralysis. It will hold us back from advancing in our, let's say, education, maybe even career. So we have to open up people. Yeah, so now that our topic for today is to tell a lesson to our younger self, right? So if doctor could meet your younger self, a younger doctor Lim, maybe 10 years ago, what would the advice that you would tell him? Yeah, please share with us. Well, I think very straight up uh, leading to this question is that I would tell myself to be just go and explore everything and anything that, that's out there. You know, um, whether it's career, whether it's passion, you, know, you just never know one of these things may lead you to build something bigger in the future. You know, it, it, it is, it's very simple. Uh, it's how, it, it can be uh, intimidating. But well, once again, you know, I would tell myself, you, know, you could have explored the financial sector a lot earlier. You know, and some people say that, oh, if you're a scientist, you cannot do the other thing. But who, uh, who is that to tell you that you can't? Uh, like myself today, I'm still in the science field and in the financial field. People always wonder, it's like, how do you actually juggle two different kind of uh, persona or different kind of you know, two different self of yours? One as a scientist and second as the you know uh, life insurance agent. I tell myself, there's really you know the, my response is there's really no juggling to begin with. I I am passionate with seahorses and their research. At the same time, I'm also very passionate, very much passionate to in the life insurance industry to help the people as well as to understand how I can better negotiate people to get deal. People see insurance as a product. I see it as a solution, as a tool. So happened that this tool, I'm able to help people to optimize as well as to curate a much better plan and negotiate better as well. If you look at it as what it is, without exploring how you can use it, then you know, you're know you pretty much stuck with that. So I will always tell myself, you know, how else can you do this better? And how I wish that, you know, I started way earlier as well. Right, Doctor, I think the lesson to, you know, start early on your passion is 
something that all of us could learn. And yeah, I believe our listeners also will benefit from this. So uh, finally, now that we're reaching the end of the episode, do you have any like last advice or things you'd like to emphasize on for our listeners to take away from this episode? So thank you, VJ, for having me, you know. Uh, you know, to just uh, cap this off, you know, there's one thing that I always like to share to the people I reach out to or the people I touch is that do not let your certificate to hold you back in what you can achieve. All right. Your certificate is meant for, you know, learning or gaining the skills that are required, but it's not necessary. You are stuck in, uh, in, the, in the course that you are currently studying. There's so much more to explore and whatever you learn, whether it's in the science field or in the finance or in, in engineering or any other field to say, you can actually apply in a totally different setting and that would make you unique. So feel free to explore. Thank you, Doctor, for the fire advice. And I believe our listeners will also benefit from your sharing. Now that we have reached the end of the episode, we would like to thank Doctor again for making yourself present today, despite your busy schedule. And it was a very insightful session. To our audience, thank you for tuning in this episode of Yoyo Podcast. And we really appreciate if you can provide your feedback to the squad. Make sure to join our community on Discord and follow our social media page on Instagram and LinkedIn. All the links we provided in the description of the episode. Let's meet again our next episode next week. Bye.